Devontae Adams is now a Las Vegas Raider. How does that impact his dynasty value? And what in the world is going on in Green Bay? All that and more in this, up, this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majik. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Be sure to check out the show on YouTube. Give the show a follow on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode while we help you build the ultimate dynasty roster. Marcus, we got some big news last night. Some big Big, big news that uh, just shook out uh, like a earthquake. Yeah, all of I the mean, fantasy feelings. I it's ugh. it's incredible. I didn't think Ray Ray McLeod was going to have that much impact on the fantasy Twitter world, but hey, here we are. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, good for, good no. for Ray Ray, man. Yeah, uh, good Ray for Ray Ray. Ray. Two years up to ten million. That's hey, good for Ray. Ray. Uh, no, Devontae Adams traded to the Raiders. Uh, I was actually Kate outside raking leaves. Like it was nice enough to rake leaves that I didn't get to rake in the fall. And somebody texted me and said, Raiders. I'm like, huh? What? So I run to my computer and it's like, oh, they just set the world on fire. So all right. Uh let's uh let's talk about this trade. Obviously, the Raiders give up picks, I believe, 22 and 53 for Devontae Adams. Adams is paired with his old teammate, Derek Carr. Please unblock me on Twitter, Derek Carr. That would be very nice. Uh, what does this mean for Devontae Adams' fantasy value, dynasty value? So going into uh, the week, Devontae Adams was wide receiver eight on Dynasty League football. Does this move hurt him a lot? Is it kind of net neutral? I, I can't imagine it helps him, right? I, I think this is a pretty neutral neutral move like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna complain about it i'm not gonna say uh this this improves his stock by any means it's a pretty lateral move i think for Devonte adams in terms of uh his target share he finally becomes like the first true wide receiver one that the raiders have had since amari cooper mm-hmm. um you know, I think that they're going to have a really nice uh, skill set uh, or skill group there for Derek Carr. But I mean, does this change anything for you for Devonte Adams? I don't think so. I think it does a little bit, Kate, just because I think Adams is still going to get his stats. Like he's still going to be the guy that Derek Carr targets the most, but they just have more weapons in Las Vegas than what Green Bay has. And there's guys that are established and have good connections with Carr. Like Darren Waller is a legitimate top three or four tight end in the NFL. Hunter Renfro might be the best slot receiver in the league. And they've got a running attack, which I know Green Bay did as well. But I just don't see Adams consistently putting up 1,400 yards, 1,500 yards, and 15 touchdowns. Like, he's still going to be a really good receiver. I just don't think his ceiling is that high in Las Vegas. But let's not forget, Carr and Adams did play together in college at Fresno State, and they had a pretty stellar connection there. So you could really call maybe Devontae Adams the OG of receiving connections with Derek Carr. Um it's more the touchdowns that I'm that. worried about, though. It's more the okay. touchdowns, right? Because Devontae Adams has scored a million touchdowns, 69 touchdowns since 2016 for them. 
I just get the sense when they get in the red zone, Adams is still going to get his, but they have other options. And Carr likes to distribute the ball. Like he's going to throw four or five touchdowns every year to Foster Moreau or the fullback coming out of the backfield. That's I, I'm not trying to take, I'm not trying to say that Derek Carr is going to be bad for Devontae Adams. It's just the Raiders have more weapons and it's a Josh McDaniels offense that likes to spread the ball around. I I just don't see him having the ceiling that we saw the last couple of years. That's all. Uh, does age factor in to this situation at all? Um, are we, are we thinking about the age of Devonte Adams? Uh, he's, he's going into uh, his age 29 season. Does that matter at all for you uh, in terms of assessing his dynasty value right now? I mean, a little bit, not too much, because I think Adams's game is going to age well. He's a route runner. He gets open. Uh, he doesn't win with incredible athleticism, right? He just, he's in the right spot and he doesn't dra- uh, drop balls. Um, so, yeah, I still think we can get some wide receiver one production for the next two or three years. And getting a good quarterback like Derek Carr, I know Michelle will disagree with that, but a good quarterback like Derek Carr is is a nice thing for Adams. I mean, Derek Carr can definitely deliver the football. Um, But, you know, 15 wide receivers uh, since 2010 to have averaged at least 15 fantasy points per game uh, at the age of 29 or later. Just 15. And I think that Devontae Adams can definitely overcome that. Um, Let's talk about what this means for Derek Carr, because I think that is probably the more interesting discussion that we can have here. Uh, Derek Carr finishes the QB 12 this year. Didn't really light light things up necessarily. The the ceiling didn't feel super high, but he was a pretty safe fantasy asset across the board. Uh, Finished as a QB two or better in uh, almost all of his games last season. What is this move? If, any direction how does this move the needle for Derek Carr in fantasy yeah I think it helps a lot because we saw last year Kate like when when he had Henry Ruggs Derek Carr was averaging 325 passing yards per game 325 and that's with Hunter Renfro Henry Ruggs and a banged up Darren Waller like it wasn't like he had a great receiving core and he was still putting up numbers is he going to be able to average that for the entire course of a season and throw for 5,500 yards? No, but could he have 4,700 yards, 4,800 yards and 30 touchdowns? I think so. The problem still comes back to he doesn't give you anything as a rusher. So his ceiling is a little bit higher. And again, they want to be a balanced offense that runs the ball, plays ball control. I see, I see him as a borderline QB one, but you could certainly do a lot worse. All right. That's fair. And uh, I want to close out the Raiders side of this thing. By the way, he's Q- QB 21 in dynasty right now. That feels low. That feels low, but I do think that we are going to see some movement here in the needle in terms of uh, the perceived dynasty value of Derek Carr, rightfully so. Um, but I'm concerned about how much that needle will well, move. Uh, well, let's 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 do a little exercise. Let's just go a couple guys that are around the same area as him. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Ooh, uh, Derek Carr. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, all right, Ryan Tannehill. Mm. 
Derek Carr. That's surprising yeah. for me. Yeah, I agree. Kurt Cousins. Kurt Cousins. I could go either way on that one. I think I'd. Rather I think go they're pretty. Go. They're pretty similar in terms yeah. of their game, where their fantasy production comes from, their arm, not their legs. Um, yeah. Tua. I'll take Tua there. See, I think I would take Derek Carr because I think there's a 20% chance that this is Tua's last year as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think there's oh. a real chance he bottoms out. Like if we get halfway through the season and Mike McDaniel. Don't you Josh like, Rosen him. I mean, or Sam Darnold. Like it's very possible that we. You cannot liken Mitch, Tua to Sam Mitch Darnold. Trubisky. Oh my God. Okay. That's another podcast. That's another <laughs> show, guys. Uh, as another all right, show. So, we're still thinking of him as somewhere between quarterback 15 and quarterback 18, which means he's a value right now. And if you can get him at that price, you know, if he, people still value him as QB 21. It's about, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your thought. No, that's okay. Um, I, I want to talk about Darren Waller. Cause I think he's probably the, the biggest narrative that we need to pull out from this entire trade situation. Um, obviously, I mean, Darren Waller came on so strong and he's effectively been working as the team's wide receiver one, mm -hmm. uh, earned a, a nice contract to complement uh, all of that hard work he's doing, but him and Derek Carr have had a really stellar connection. He's had, um, in the last three seasons, two seasons of 1100 yards or more. Uh, I mean, this is like a, he's the biggest loser of this entire trade for me. Mm. Are you concerned about Darren Waller? See, I feel like of this trade, he's the biggest winner because I think, I think he's the guy that's going to benefit the most from having cornerbacks and defensive attention on Devonta Adams. Renfro, he's just not going to get the volume that he did last year because he became the de facto number one receiver with Waller hurt and with Henry Ruggs gone. I think Waller is still an absolutely incredible player. And if he's healthy and he's drawing safeties and he's not getting double teamed, he is going to put up monster numbers because when he, again, when he's healthy, he is impossible to cover one-on-one -on -one. and Derek Carr absolutely loves him. I think, man, Kate, I, I really don't think like 1200 yards, 12 touchdowns is out of the realm of possibilities for him at all. And he's only, Dynasty tight end six right now. TJ Hawkinson passed him recently, and I don't get it. Wall is just a better player. I mean, I think uh, probably the the thing with TJ Hawkinson, it comes down to maybe age uh, and, it you know, the thought that there might be more long-term opportunity there, but Darren Waller has definitely been the one that produced here. Um, Darren Waller, when looking at his splits, I wanted to see how he did uh, when he received uh, a, a higher target share versus when he did not. Um, yeah. Dating back uh, to the 2018 season, he's had 35 games where he's had at least six or more targets, averaged nearly 17 PPR points per game in that time, which is incredible. In the 11 games that he didn't see at least six targets, 6.4 fantasy points. It yeah. feels like the ceiling or it feels like the floor for that is low. And I think six targets per game could be a relatively, uh, you know, reasonable pr projection for him. Um, 
I disagree with you. That's just that's all. I, I think I think Waller's locked into eight to nine targets at least a game, just because he's such a big part of their offense. But Bar you mentioned loves- Derek Carr loves to spread the ball around. Like he as does. much as he as much as he loves Darren Waller, he also like I think that's what part of what makes uh Derek Carr successful is his willingness to spread the ball around. You still have Brian Edwards, who hasn't been a a, a factor, but He's going to no. get a little bit of his. Hunter Renfro is absolutely going to get his. Devontae Adams is going to get his. Um, you know, Derek Carr ranked, I believe, fifth in the league in pass attempts, which is fantastic. But do we really think that goes up? I don't know. I don't know if it goes up. But in so from some 2019 to 2021, basically, whenever Darren Waller has been the starting tight end for the Raiders, he's averaged eight and a half targets a game. Because and there's I- no wide receiver. And I don't disagree necessarily. I just don't think his targets are going to be the ones that Adams are going to steal. I think it's going to be more of Renfro, if I had to guess. I think Renfro is going to go back to a more reduced role of we're still going to use you as as a slot receiver on third down to convert third and four, but we're not throwing the ball to you on first down. We're not throwing you screens just because we have nobody else to throw the ball to. I definitely I definitely agree. Ren, like Renfro uh, theoretically is taking the biggest hit here, but like, I don't think his dynasty value was one. Anybody would argue is that particularly high. Um, I just think I, I don't know. I'm all right. Well, we'll see. This, concern. We might have to make a little bit of a wager on Darren Waller this year. I'll, I'll try to come up with Ooh, something. Cause okay. I, I'm convinced he's going to be back inside the top three or four dynasty tight ends. Uh, pretty quickly. Uh, all right, let's uh, take a break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. It's that time of year again as college basketball season is finally upon us. Uh, I bet on St. Uh, Peter's yesterday, which is really, really nice. Uh, it was fun. Uh, from all of the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Kate, we should talk about the uh, the Packers side of things now that uh, Devontae Adams is gone. Aaron Rodgers continues this cleanse of getting rid of everybody in his life that he can rely on. Uh, so what do you think about the Packers now with no Devontae Adams? How much does that hurt Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I, it, it hurts. Uh, and you just keep thinking here, they can't be done, right? Like this can't be the end of the road in their search to getting a wide receiver one. Alan Lazard is not their wide receiver one. You know, they brought Aaron Rodgers back to like, run it back to the Super Bowl. Get get one more shot or hopefully a couple of shots at winning that Lombardi trophy. And now he has nobody to throw to. Like yeah. is is they're gonna do Aaron Jones right? the full time wide receiver at this point? Kind of funny. My my guess is they'll probably bring back Marquez Valdez scaling. They'll bring back Alan Ooh. Lazard. Ooh. <laughs> they have two first round picks now picks 22 and 28. One of but those you're still will be a rolling receiver. the dice on a rookie. Right, like right. you don't one of those you, will you be can a use both of them. One of those yeah. will be a receiver, presumably, but I'm not gonna trust them to that with their their history in recent years. But 
even if you utilize one of those, like you don't have a Jamar Chase in the class. You don't have a a complete package pro ready wide no, receiver. No, no. I don't think in this class. So like, how do these picks help you get closer to a Super Bowl? I don't know. Um, but I feel like they've lost all of their leverage in negotiations at this point because everybody's looking at this team thinking, uh, you know, maybe all of these free agent wide receivers uh, remaining on the market are thinking, well, you got to pay me because there's literally nobody left. Like, yeah, so what let, are you guys going to do? Let's run through some options. So first of all, in the draft, I think like Chris Olave from Ohio State would be my favorite fit there. We'll see. We, we have plenty of time to talk about options for them in the draft. But some free agent guys, you, you just tell me yes or no. Uh, Odell Beckham. Yes, but not going to be ready for the season. Okay. They did have some interest in Odell last year. Oh, yeah. They also have Randall Cobb, by the way, on a reduced contract. Um, Robert Oops, Woods is somebody that's been mentioned. Do you think they could trade for Robert Woods? Is that interesting to you? Uh, definitely interesting to me. Um, it, it depends on how his recovery has gone. I feel like I haven't heard a ton about his rehab process and how he's, uh, looking necessarily, but he's far out from the ACL. So, uh, I definitely think that could be a good fit and yeah. it could be one of these vets that Aaron Rodgers just trusts immediately out of the gate. Yeah. And he'll, he'll be 30, but he's very Devonte Adams like where I think his game is going to age well. Uh, let's just go through some some other some other guys. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, I would like that. I, I think okay. he'd be a great, great possession wide receiver for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, yes, 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 okay. yes, yes. Uh, Will Fuller. I mean, th the thing is, any of these guys would be a good fit, but I don't think Will Fuller is reliable enough for nah. a guy like Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to break some news for you on this podcast. Kate. I'm not, well, not really reporting. I'm just, I'm just telling you, uh, Will Fuller's going to Atlanta. Just, oh, just okay. It hasn't been announced yet or anything, but that's where he's going to end up. Just per just source. Up. Yeah. Well, because you heard it here first. I think his quarterback's going there. So, uh, let's keep going. Uh, T.Y. Hilton. Ooh. Um, sure. I, I, <laughs> AJ uh, Green. I could see that. I could see that. Um, but like, is it just going to be Aaron Rodgers and the oldest wide receiver core that's ever existed yes. in the history yes. of NFL? Like, I, I just don't, I don't understand. Well, like, I, I don't. Sure, if we uh, want to keep adding to the oldest wide receiver core of all time, it's just such it's such a weird move. I'm so flabbergasted. I don't understand. But the really interesting part to me out of this whole situation, like, um, you know, outside of who would be a great fit in Green Bay, like we can speculate all day long. We don't have that news, but we do know that Aaron Rodgers is not going to have Devonte Adams. What does this yep. do for his fantasy value? I don't think it hurts at a ton. I don't. Uh, just because I still think the Packers are going to have to throw the ball a lot. Rodgers came back to, I think, try to win another MVP, his third in a row, which would tie Brett Favre. 
I still think Rodgers is going to be really good. I don't I don't think it hurts him a ton. Now, the question I and have what is, are they going to do to help him get to MVP cuz you know, as a quarterback, you have to have players to throw to. I yeah. actually I'm like completely stunned. Uh Aaron Rodgers odds for MVP haven't moved since yeah. Devonte Adams was traded. That's my guess is that sports books believe another move is coming, whether that's going out and trading for Brandon cooks or whether that's doing signing Odell and drafting a receiver at 22. I, I think something like that is coming. It's just, who is it? We don't know yet. Um, let, let me ask you this question. Uh, what player on the Packers benefits the most from Devonte Adams leaving? Aaron Jones. Yeah, that that was my initial thought as well, right? Just because he's gonna get he's gonna probably get more touches. They might try to transition more to a ball control style of offense, maybe, and use the running backs more. But I could I could see Aaron Jones catching 65 passes this year, no problem at all. Yeah, very much so. Um, Aaron Jones, we know how capable he is as a receiver. We know he has chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we know Aaron Rodgers uh, very much trusts Aaron Jones. I think he's hands down the biggest beneficiary. And I mean, maybe sort of by proxy, A.J. Dillon as well, because you do have Aaron Aaron Jones. If we're going to project mm-hmm. him to get more receiving work, um, you know, that might just sort of cement A.J. Dillon really in as the sure. first and second down back. Because, you know, it it felt like it – Despite AJ Dillon's increased usage, it still felt like at any moment Aaron Jones might get those touches, and and maybe this will solidify things for AJ Dillon. Uh, Aaron Jones had 52 receptions last year. I would be shocked if that number doesn't go up. I would be absolutely shocked. He's currently running back 17 right now on Dynasty League football. Feels That's a little low. Crazy. Feels low, right? It feels very low, and I like I. I'm I'm kind of confused by the the valuation here. Like uh in the most recent batch of Dynasty ADP, he was being drafted just uh, I mean this is probably the lowest his ADP has been um sure. for for several years. He's being drafted behind Josh Jacobs. Like what? That yeah. is like absolutely puzzling to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is in fact is the lowest his ADP has been since um, it looks like October of 2018. So you got to go all the way back to when he wasn't even a starter or, full, or at least a full-time starter for Aaron Jones's value to fall this far. Uh, it's it's going to be a wild offseason in Green Bay. Something else is going to happen. They're going to have to probably bring back Robert Tunyon, I would think. I've also heard some rumors, maybe Austin Hooper. Is going to be an option there. Maybe Jordan Love can get some shots at receiver because who else knows what they're going to do? That's, that's <laughs> a joke. Uh, all right, let's take one more break to tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, everybody has already given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours uh, to eat right thanks to Built Bar. And that's because they're the absolute best tasting protein bar on the market right now. Uh, They only contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17, yes, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Plus, they have so many great flavors, including mint brownie, uh, sorry, yeah, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, 
And the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Kate, we had a bunch of other news happen yesterday that I kind of already forgot about. Uh, we're going to buzz through a couple of these really quickly. Uh, the first one is Allen Robinson signed with the Rams. Yes, I know that happened yesterday, but it seems like we haven't even got a chance to talk about it yes, uh, yet. Allen Robinson to the Rams, and they also want to resign Odell Beckham. They have Cooper Cup, who led the league in receiving yards. They have Van Jefferson. And, oh, yeah, by the way, they also drafted 2-2 Atwell in the second round last year. So what are the Rams doing After with thought. all these receivers? Yeah, what are the Rams doing, and why Allen Robinson there? <laughs> They're hoarding. They're like the guy in your dynasty league or girl who uh, drafts literally all of the quarterbacks and hoards them and holds them hostage uh, until they can they can leverage them in a trade. Uh, Robert Woods, I'm presuming he's he's out via trade. Uh, I think this is a great move for the team. I think Allen Robinson makes this a better team. I think Allen Robinson makes. Uh, the the floor much safer for Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest takeaway for me is that Matthew Stafford is a, a winner in this trade. Um, I, I'm not so much concerned about Cooper Cup. I do think that Allen Robinson can't have fantasy value, especially for where he's being drafted right now. Uh, his his ADP has plummeted. Yeah, yeah. I, you look at Dynasty League football; it's completely fallen off. Uh, so just, oh man, a little bit ago, July 2020, not that long ago, he was uh, going at the, he was the number 32 pick in Dynasty Lake startups. Now he's all the way down to number 90. Uh, he is currently wide receiver, yeah, wide receiver 42, I believe. Yeah, wide receiver 42. Guys ahead of him, Rondale Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, Hunter Renfro, is that too low? Okay, you leave low? Juju Smith-Schuster out of this, man. Is that too low for Allen Robinson? Absolutely it is. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I think the the one caveat people are probably going to point to is the fact that um, Allen Robinson is probably not bound for all of the volume that he's seen in years past. Uh, and I think a lot of that volume made him, uh, you know, a, a viable fantasy option when he had a bad quarterback. But – He's got the best quarterback that he's had in his career so far. I think maybe trade some of that volume for efficiency. Exactly. And Allen yes. Robinson, I think, is uh, pretty much locked and loaded as a wide receiver, too, in, in the coming season. I just want people to remember, uh, this year was rough, right? He just he, – I don't think he was ever fully healthy. They had a disastrous quarterback situation. But with Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky, your Mitchell Trubisky, Kate – uh, he had 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. Like, he was good. And, yes, he's not going to get that same volume. And that's okay because he doesn't need it. He, Like we saw with Odell last year, like he can he can be a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three with six or seven targets a game. It's okay. I, I, I'm i buying Allen Robinson. I, I love it. Let's okay. let's do it. I'm, I'm all in. Uh, do you know who I'm not all in on, Kate? Uh, Baker Mayfield. <sighs> And neither are the Browns, apparently, because <laughs> uh, they were searching for Deshaun Watson or an adult in the room is what the, the report was. Uh, they missed out on Watson. Mayfield requested a trade, and the Browns said, 
no. So what in the world do we do with Mayfield? Do we think he's a starting quarterback for Cleveland next year? No, uh, it seems like Baker Mayfield is out. Uh, he said, you don't want me fine. I won't like, I, I won't be here. Um, and good for Baker Mayfield for taking yep. a stand here. Cause um, you know, I, I just don't, I don't know what, what the Browns are doing here. Um, there was a, a, a tweet out there that um, I think it was uh, Nate Hamilton said, I've informed my wife that I'm going to be seeking other options uh, and she requested to leave me and I've denied her request to leave me. That's exactly what this feels like. Um, like it's, 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 photo of Nate Hamilton, by the way. Yes. Like it's <laughs> just absolutely, absolutely puzzling to see what they're doing with Baker Mayfield. Hmm. Um, but I think like the, the good thing for Baker Mayfield is that there are still teams in search of a quarterback. Now, what yeah. does this mean for fantasy football? Probably not a lot because we haven't seen Baker Mayfield manage uh, or become fantasy relevant. Um, and that's not to say like I like Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. I would like him, uh, it, you know, if if I could place him in the uh, for the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, I mean, he was only a quarterback one in the 2020 season. Thirty one percent of his times or thirty one percent of his games. He's. He's a, a super flex asset and not much more than that in fantasy. All right. And I, I agree with you. He's not a quarterback one. He's a fringe quarterback two, right? My question for you is, is there a situation out there where he could go and he could play and he wouldn't be a net negative for the passing weapons in an offense? Like if he goes to the Colts, do we look at, the, at that as a downgrade for Michael Pittman or is it, you know, just – very similar to what we saw with Carson Wentz last year. No, I wouldn't view him as a downgrade for, for Michael Pittman. Um, you know, even thinking about him uh, and another team who's presumably in need of a quarterback, the Houston Texans, like uh, let's say they, they acquired Baker Mayfield and they held on to Brandon cooks. I'd feel pretty good about Brandon cooks. Um, you know, I, I think, Baker Mayfield is a guy that does his best work when he's spreading the ball around, but um, you know, none of those guys I think command enough targets that they would take a significant hit from the presence of Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, I still think he's going to find a, a starting role somewhere, but if you had to guess, um, where would you, where would you say? I, I think I know where I I'd like him to go, but. Uh, if I had my best guess, it would be with the Colts. Mm. All right, let's I, hear yours. I think it's going to be Seattle. It feels like he's the type of quarterback that Pete Carroll would love, right? Uh, just kind of fiery, uh, tough. Doesn't, tough, doesn't mind playing you know, in a run-first offense. Uh, kind of gritty, plays with an attitude, a chip on his shoulder. I think that makes sense. I, we've got a lot of stuff still coming with the quarterback carousel because if Deshaun Watson goes to Atlanta, like a lot of people are predicting, that's going to create a ripple effect with with Matt Ryan. Does does Matt Ryan go to Cleveland? Does he go to Indianapolis? Uh, does he go somewhere else? I, a lot still coming in free agency, Kate. Yeah, we're we're definitely going to have a lot to talk about. I think on Monday. 
We might just have some Deshaun Watson news to share by that point. Probably Sounds not. like we'll hopefully <laughs> uh, if, if he keeps dragging this out the way that it is, we won't, but hopefully we will have some news and we can talk about the, the potential repercussions of what Deshaun Watson on the move could mean for the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Absolutely. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in as always. You can get us wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available every single day on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, uh, Locked On Dynasty. We, we put content up there uh, every single week. Uh, you can follow Kate at FFBallBlast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you guys next time.